Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Prepare at last is return. Your behavior, our Savior, Hello and welcome to Tribulation Farce, a Left Behind podcast. I am your co-host, Tim Lanning, and joining me, as always, is my wife, Jennifer Cheek. Hello, everyone. Hey, Jennifer Cheek. How are you? You know, I'm okay. I'm having some allergy problems today. Yeah. Um, so if you hear me sniffle, I'm sorry. Um, what can you do? What can you the do? The grass. The grass pollen. is getting my ass. You gotta, you gotta take pills and tinctures and... Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've, uh, squirted, uh, tinctures up into my nostrils. Uh, I've taken a pill. Okay. I ate some Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, before we started recording, and just to be clear, it's like one twenty in the afternoon on a Saturday, and I was like, maybe I should drink a beer, and Tim did... Look at me like I was crazy, which he was correct to do, but like, I don't know, maybe it would have helped. Who I knows? think, I think it'd be badass if you drank a <laughs> beer, but I don't think that, I don't know if that would have helped. I think it would have made me feel better for a little while, and then I would feel worse. <laughs> yeah, because the issue is we're watching wrestling tonight. Yeah, I gotta we'll say, be drinking. yeah. So that was my fear, is like, we None start drinking at 120. It's too much. <clears throat> take a three hour break. Yeah. Oh, no. And, and I, I'm or just on, keep going, and you know, by the time our, our buds get here, just be wasted. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm on record now um, as not being a big fan of day drinking. Actually, mm. I don't like it because it because I get like sobered up during the day. Like, that's what no, I'm saying. That's why you I don't, don't do that. That's why you and can't that's, stop. And that's why I I was uh, grateful for you looking at me like I was crazy because mm-hmm. you're, you're right. But that is the nice thing about the St. Louis. Uh, honored pastime of drinking bush light. That's true. It's like you're basically just drinking water. Yeah. But you feel like you're getting drinking a little naughty. Because like if you maintain your buzz in that way, that way you're not getting dumber and more confused, and the world's not swimming per se. But they just go down so smooth. See, the problem is I don't know if it's even possible for my body to get a buzz off a of bush beer because yeah. like it takes you so long to drink it that it just is like nothing. Start with a real beer. Switch to bush. You you take a cold bush. Pour it in a pint glass, baby. That's like delicious. Okay, I may try it later. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm I'm skeptical. I can trick. I can go, get past it being bush light if I pour it in a glass. If you pour it in a glass, okay, maybe that's maybe that's where I've messed up in the past. Yeah, that it's like this tastes like metal. Yeah, no. <laughs> when I and drink I, it, I can drink an entire bush light from a glass. <gasps> a fact, uh, a feat I've. Never done. No, because usually if you're drinking bush from the can, like the last like one fifth of it, it's like no, that's just yeah, that's sacrifice. Forty percent or twenty percent. Who's to say? Just 40%? get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Wow. Not even just below. You drink just a little more than half yeah. of it. And you're I mean, like I don't give. I don't. If, I don't if it gets about this. anywhere 
warmer than that cold taste of the Rockies. That's true. It's fucked. Yeah, that's true. And I do know Rockies is coarse. I was going to say, that's a different beer, but... You think other beers aren't tapped from a mountain? Get... (laughs) What is Bush Lake? It's an eagle, I think? I don't know. Man, man. I don't fucking know. All I know is the people of St. Louis fucking love it. Yeah, which is why I think my lore is that must be be made here. Well, Anheuser-Busch. Right, but like, you know, Anheuser-Busch... It owns everything. That's true. It would be really funny if Bush was not really made in St. Louis. It's just like, no, they just love it. They just love it. Well, I don't know why Bud Light is not. I, that's a good question. The yeah, thing. why? Because the, the, the St. I love St. Louis. I really truly do. I have, I have kind of made it my personality to be a person who lives in St. Louis and loves it. But like some of the like food and beverage choices oh, in St. Yeah. Louis are suspect. Yeah. Um, the Provel cheese, uh, toasted ravioli. I think toasted raviolis are like mid to not great. I think everything Sorry, except for the broad category of barbecue and pork steaks. Pork steaks are good as fuck. That St. Louis fucks with is bad. Gooey butter cake though. Gooey butter cake is good. But sometimes it's I, not good. It's, it, sometimes it's too sweet. Uh, sure, sure. I can tell Tim doesn't believe. He, he's I like, I don't actually want to agree to that. <laughs> I, I, I think that's too broad of a statement, because I think anything could be too sweet. I just feel like often when I get it, I'm like, woo. <laughs> I think, <laughs> My yeah. Goodness. I mean, I could assume that gooey butter cake's average is more sweet than you'd prefer. It's tr- true, but I, I am a little freak who doesn't like super sweet stuff, though. Right. right. I was literally like... <laughs> God, this has nothing to do with the podcast. It, well, or does it? Does it? Um, I was eating a bowl of Lucky Charms last night, which I know you're saying, you're like, what? This bitch talking about too sweet? She's eating, eating Lucky Charms? But Lucky Charms are great because the actual cereal part is not that sweet. It's not and that And that's sweet. why it works. Yeah. Because the, the actual cereals, they have the, the, the a, a whisper of a sweet coating, and then it's just grains inside. So exactly. it's okay that there are marshmallows in it. Yeah, it the marshmallows. Hey, guys, this is our uh, uh, cereal review segment <laughs> yeah. and uh lucky charms is not too sweet and no. the marshmallows don't overpower no it's perfect they they just give you a pop of delicious flavor in yeah. every bite lucky charms a classic for a reason if you run out up. of uh marshmallows for the last bites that's okay the milk has become sweet. okay well number one i would never let that happen oh that's right <laughs> strategically eat my cereal so that the last bite is delicious. I feel like scientists should study how you eat cereal because I have to imagine like you also can't. They just study how I eat everything. Yeah. I think like okay I gotta keep the same number of X's as whatever. Okay I don't go that far. I don't go that far. Sure you But don't. it's more of an overall ratio and I do like my last, last bite to have more marshmallows <laughs> um, than cereals. Um, Jennifer's just getting done with a big bid. Yeah so, I've been really busy at work. Uh uh Ring the bell. Are I mean, you making an excuse for me? Like, this is why her brain ain't working, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Like, my wife is crazy. My wife, she crazy, but she works so hard. I did. I really did work so hard. It was very <laughs> stressful. Um, and yeah, now my... Okay, I, I finished up a bid, and then yesterday we went to go see Oppenheimer, and then I came home and watched The Babadook and uh, Infinity Pool, because, yes, I am insane. Thank you're, you. You're always like, why do I feel bad? I'm like... <laughs> Because of all the the poison, you always feel you always act so surprised when you feel bad. I'm like, I just roll my eyes and just say, "Yes, dear." What? But like, what? Chapter what? fifteen. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys! Woo, boy, these chapters are fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some, there's this feels like the really some shit in these chapters. Some climaxes from a Jesus standpoint, oh, and yeah. the calm before the storm, so to speak. Yeah, Oof. yeah. 
So, Rayford is checking up on Buck to make sure he wasn't exploded by the witnesses. Because remember, right. he he had the combo with Chloe being like, yeah, hey. I don't know, man. He could be dead. And then Ray watched it and was like, okay, he does skitter away at, at the side. So, I bet he's okay. Probably. Yeah. But Rayford's like, I gotta be sure. So, I better go stalk Buck in his hotel like a fucking creep. And I kind of forgot <laughs> Ray was there. And I'm like, how did they, what? Yeah, no, he's sitting, he's sitting in the lobby of the hotel, like, with a, with a, a, yeah, in Israel. Well, because he flew the plane there. Yeah. For Herbathia. It's because um, they just did it so fast. It was really fast. Yeah, they didn't explain, like, okay, they boarded the plane, mm-hmm. and, then, and then they, like, gave them the security instructions, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. No, Rayford's doing, like, comical spy stuff where he's sitting with a big newspaper <laughs> appearing over the top of it. <laughs> 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 and he sees Buck come in, and he, like, rustles the paper. <laughs> and then Buck goes, wink, thumbs up, and Rayford goes, call me. Yeah, they make, they make like, a, a comedic, like, yeah. phone call. Uh, uh, signs to each other. Really funny, because again, they don't want to show that they know each other very well, and since this they is... They can't let the Antichrist know the, Oh, the Antichrist friends. knows, you dumbass. Um, he might not, though. Not yet. Because as we, because as, I think it was either in the last chunk or, or, or just before that, he doesn't have his full Antichrist powers yet. We yeah. did discover that. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, since it is sort of the uh, uh, calm before the storm... Of the climax, they do a lot of jumping back and forth to, yeah, to hype yeah. you up. So, 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 so we'll sorry. A few yeah, sorry if it, some of it is a little like not chronological because it's like if we did it actually chronological, it would be so annoying. Just yeah. trust us. I mean, we're not sorry. Let's, I'm not sorry. Don't no. say sorry. I, we're you, sorry just, for giving you a better program. <laughs> um, just like a President Fitzhugh's aide that apologizes for apologizing, sorry, sorry. I am going to say sorry, sorry for doing this again. <laughs> So, Buck and Benjuda are, we, we, that's literally like all that happens in that part. So, we cut over to Buck and Benjuda. They're in the car on the way to see the witnesses, right? Yeah. Um, and they're talking about whether they're legit. And I thought that Benjuda, the points that he made her were kind of interesting to me. Uh, he says, Jews have learned to be skeptical of what appears to be divine intervention in their lives. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, mm. okay. He, can, he, but he does point out that, like, okay, but, like, in the Bible, like, Moses was able to do feats, but also Pharaoh's magicians were able to make stick turn into snakes. Yeah. So what is the truth? Yeah, where's your god now? Oh, he, I kind of forgot everywhere. about that <clears throat> from the old time. Like, that like, part oh, wait, the magician Because I remember getting kind of hung up on that, like, hold on a second. The magicians were able to move, turn them into yeah. snakes? And I feel like it was <laughs> like, a, for for me, it was like a roundabout, like, well, that was also from God, but also they were literally doing magic. And I don't think, much like the Nephilim, I don't think we <laughs> focus on it enough. Right? No, we should definitely focus on it more. Like, it, that just the fact back in history, it was like, yeah, this is our court magician. Yeah. <laughs> this is our, our weird magic guy. Yeah. We gotta start doing that we, again. I think Andrew Tate had a wizard, so it, it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not a very good uh, ambassador for the wizards and it's not. sorcerers. The but... other wizard ambassador is Chris Jericho, which is also not a great ambassador for wizards <laughs> well, and sorcerers. his character is good-ish, but, but you know, he, the real guy, no. He himself, despite being Canadian, <laughs> loves Trump. Um, He's a rich white guy. What are you gonna do? Yeah, true. But no, I do think that like if we're gonna be living 
thing in these times that fucking suck ash. They should at least, like, there should be a magician for the president, I, agree. I think. And when you're talking about your cereals and things of that nature, I did, want, I did want to kind of loop it into a phrase that is said uh, uh, towards the end of next chapter, which is basically Buck doesn't want to take away the last moments of joy from Rosenzweig, so right. he's not going to rain on his parade. So to me, I really just took that as like, we too should be taking little bits of joy. And talking about our cereals. That we talking like. about our cereals before uh, the inevitable heat death. Well, not even the heat. The heat not heat death of the universe. That just like, it got too hot on, on planet. Yeah, it's just like climate change. Climate change. <laughs> or uh, nuclear war. Did we also mention that it's fucking, it's hot as It's hot as fuck. Fuck in St. Louis. It's hot everywhere. Apparently. It's hot everywhere. Yeah. And it's, we've been in under a heat advisory for like days. It's been literally like 100 degrees or over. Yeah. Like... I am thankful hot. that we have an old brick house who that was made to for back in the day with no AC. That's no, true. So yes. like we're lucky in that sense, but I'm very nervous about infrastructure. Yeah, it's I not- think it's going to be a situation where we're just going to have to huddle. <laughs> In our TV room, because we have the split vent units, so that we can only we if we choose to upstairs, we can just like cool individual rooms. Yeah, spot cool. Yeah, so yeah, people are like literally like getting third degree burns in like Arizona from falling on the asphalt. No, it is. People, like shit is melting. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happened in Spain. Like, wasn't it in Spain that like like a bunch of fires happen, and then like I think they're like. Internet cable or something got melted Jesus. from the heat slash fires. I don't know. This it's very is, apocalyptic it is, it out is there right now. It is from the Lord. And, you know, like we said, we did just see Oppenheimer, which ends on one <laughs> yeah. of the most bleak Ooh. notes I've ever Ooh, seen. Boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, like, personally in some sort of a mood today. I don't know what it is. I so. mean, we've talked about it before. You, you, you can't be so black-pilled that you, and so doomer that you don't help people. But, I mean... There's no, I don't understand how there's any other choice. For me, it's more that I'm doing, like, imagine that I am Oppenheimer and all the, like, atoms are, you know, mm-hmm. going around me and stuff. But it's just, like, me with all the media that I'm reading and watching right yeah. now converging on it's each the other. explosion. <laughs> there's Jungkook's face flying around. Yeah, but but more, like, actual, the, like, actual real connections and things that I'm, like, reading and watching because, like, the weird, like, Oppenheimer shit, then reading Left Behind. Yeah. Um, but also I was watching the, the anime Monster last night, which is very good of other people. Do you, do you know Monster set in, it's set in Germany, mm. um, in like the 80s, 90s. So mm-hmm. like in post that time. So everything is also about evil, about yeah. a, essentially a, an antichrist child. They said the word globalism or globalist in the Alpire <laughs> movie and Jennifer like, gasped oh. and looked at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's coming together. Anyways. I'm normal. Uh, uh, enjoy your little treats, and one of those treats is thinking about the fact that wizards existed, and that maybe we should bring back p- uh, uh, good wizards. There should be like, yeah, because like, like you know, like in in your old like uh, uh, like Chinese like ancient Chinese shows, they'll have like the court like astrologer too. Right. So like you know, maybe like a magician slash astrologer position. I need a team of eunuchs and soothsayers. Yeah, I, I need a team of eunuchs who like will give me advice in a way that doesn't upset me. Yeah. Like, they're always, like, tiptoeing around And then behind me. the scenes, like, they're toppling my empire. Yeah, they're ma- they are managing me, and they are going <laughs> to They are planning my demise. Like, damn, they crazy but in the mean, one. But in the meantime, it's How could what happened great. to the Ming Dynasty also help in, happen to me? Damn. Uh, just a boy. So, okay, anyway, back to, back to Buck and Ben Judah. Um, it, next, 
Bidjus has a thing that absolutely flabbergasted me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a lot. He says, but the idea of Jesus having been the Jewish Messiah is thousands of years old. His very name is as profane to the Jew as racial slurs and epithets are to other minorities. Um, wow, that's not true. Can we get a sound check of uh, of everyone? Is that is that correct? Shout is that out. correct? Um, let's just say I asked. I I have consulted with some <laughs> Jewish friends, and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Jews don't. They're not thinking about Christians. This is just like the Catholic thing. Yeah. Whereas like evangelicals are thinking about." Catholic so much. Um, and yeah, I don't think that Jewish people are thinking about Jesus. Like, yeah. they're just, like, not thinking about Jesus. I mean, I guess in the very, very specific sense, he means, like, Orthodox Jews, but even then... I don't think so. I think they have their own stuff going on. So. Yeah, I just, I think it's such a narcissistic way of viewing, yeah. and, like, everyone's always thinking about how much they hate us and Jesus. Like, yeah. no, they're fucking not. Jesus. What are you saying? There's a lot of weird stuff around Jews and Judaism in these chapters, yeah. like, obviously, because they're in Israel, yeah. and weird shit is happening. Yeah. So that's fun. Benjuda, he is still not quite ready to say that the witnesses are from God, because as we discussed earlier, you know, signs and wonders aren't necessarily right. from God. It's good to be skeptical, you know, like, all they've been doing really is shouting and blowing people up. <laughs> yeah, they've been acting, they're, they're being a problem yeah. in the, the square. And, you know, sure. he he is uh, hedging his bets a little bit, because... He's do he's revealing his research thing tomorrow. Exactly. So he's like, listen, I'm not gonna be like making conclusions out in public when I'm yeah. having a big presentation yeah. tomorrow. Which yeah. just seems fair to me. So we come back over to Buck, who's now back in the hotel. Uh Rayford has already given him the, the newspaper rattle signal mm-hmm. uh to let him know to call Chloe and let yeah. her know he's not been burnt to a crisp. Yeah, they have a uh uh Buck and Ray have a quick <laughs> phone call and be like, You're live, yep, all right, Buck, you call Chloe, you're like, Yep, okay. So Buck call, calls Chloe, she's like, You're alive, oh yeah. Yeah. And he's like, So I'm gonna do something pretty wild tonight. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be pretty fun. Me and the rabbi, the who? The rabbi, you know. Zion Ben Judah. We're gonna go hang out with those two kooks at the Wailing Wall. I mean, Chloe's like, okay. Uh, but Buck's like, yeah, I guess I'll pray for you. I guess I'll pray for you. Uh, yeah, Buck's like, yeah, make sure you and Bruce are watching Ben Judah's TV spot tomorrow because it's going to be spicy. It's going to be fucked. I think this guy's a Christian. Hell yeah, baby. So Rayford gets a note from Hattie with a ticket to the signing festivities from Carpathia. And he ends up taking a nap in his clothes. Oh, yeah. There's so many. I feel like that happens a lot in these books. People They're, falling asleep in their clothes. They want you to know they're so jet lagged. They're so jet lagged. They're so t- they 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 have brought up jet lag like a lot <laughs> in these sections. I think they, they it's supposed to be like adding to the magical realism, the malaise. Yeah, the, and like they're working so hard. Yeah, walking through a, a, a dream a muddled brain. Adult time of like I'm seeing his history happen right in front of me, and yet my, my brain room. is just throbbing. That's how that's how I feel every day I, right now. That does feel that feels pretty real. That feels spot on <laughs> for for you. Yeah. Are you just like in bed, like like is that thing of like if you 
if you had the view your phone had of yourself, just like double chin, like laying in bed, <laughs> scrolling about, like you know, oh, the, ocean, the oceans are... being like one hundred degrees, yeah, yeah, aliens, aliens are real. Um, okay, what else? What else? You know, uh, uh, orcas attacking yachts, like yeah. what other insane shit? You know, so so at that part kind of realistic. I just uh, muttering, pretty good. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Uh, but Rayford is woken from his nap because he kind of hears something on the news that, that strikes him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The surprising legislation allows a non-elected official, the news said, and an international non-profit organization unrestricted ownership of all forms of media and opens the door to the United Nations, soon to be known as Global Community, to purchase and control newspapers, magazines, radio, television, cable, and satellite communications outlets. This is pretty. Huh. I mean, this happens like fast because huh. you know Carpathia was talking about this, but like a few days ago, I feel like. Yeah, he and it's he already quick. happening. Yeah, he go quick. So I guess the way they're kind of getting around it is by saying non-elected officials and non-profit organizations can buy things, right? Like, why? I feel like a non-elected official is even worse. Yeah, but that's like... That's everybody. That's everybody. No, but wait, what do you mean? I, I mean, they're not elected. That's the idea, like, well, the Supreme <laughs> Court can do it, because they're not elected. They're just put on there by somebody else that was exactly. elected. Exactly. Exactly. Tap, exactly. Taps, taps head. <laughs> um... This part's interesting because they list off all these, you know, your legacy media, your New York Times, Mm -hmm. your Boston Globes, blah, blah, blah. But the ones that really stood out to me is they also mention the Christian Broadcasting Network, Family Radio Network, and Trinity Broadcasting Network, which are all Christian broadcasting stations. I was like, Uh, huh. huh. Yeah, my mind ping-ponged around for a second. It's like, well, whoever's still working there wasn't a Christian, that's true! So, oh my god, what happened at those places? Right, I assume they lost a lot of their staff, but not as much as you think, take that. Oh. But I don't really believe it's the authors throwing a dig at them, you know, uh, in any sense of the word. I think it's just like, no, they're buying everything. They're buying everything, yeah. And just to be clear, these are like real, these are real broadcasting yeah. networks like that have existed. In yeah, the and you know they say CNN, yeah. Disney, you know shit like that. Yeah. And they do say Global Weekly. But that's not real though. I know, I'm just saying like that's important to the story. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes, they do specifically mention Global Weekly being bought. Which which we'll get into. While Buck isn't real, that's important for him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rayford's like, oh shit, I need to make sure Buck knows about this. I don't want him to hear this from somebody else. It was really funny where it just starts It's like, well, I don't want to call him because he's probably heard it 30 times, but I would rather him hear it from me, so I'll just call him. And then throughout the next, like, end of this chapter, beginning of the next one, Ray's like, I gotta tell him! Yeah. I, got, I gotta be the one to fucking tell him! And it's like, Ray, you don't know yet. You haven't talked to the boy. That being said, Ray was right. He was right. He, didn't, he actually did not know Because about it's it. a book, and uh, the way that yeah, Buck yeah. learns about it next chapter is so fucking funny. It is. So, yeah, Rayford tries to give Buck a call, but he's not there because he's already on his way. Nope. To go see the two witnesses with Zion Ben Judah. Yeah, so he has his little nap, gets up, goes. It's nighttime. Uh, Buck and Zion are like real freaked out, but hey, it's gonna be fine. They it, probably won't blow them up. They probably won't. And uh, they they bring up here too again that the Israeli military is like, well, 
uh, we can't do anything about these guys. It's like, you see them? They, didn't have, they don't have any weapons. Yeah. It's like they're basically like, well, technically we can't do anything about it. I love that murder is legal if you can shoot fireballs from your mouth. Like, there's I, no proof. No proof. I think that's cool. <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah, agreed. They get there. Uh, and they get out of the car, and Buck immediately gets, like, weirdly judgy about the way that Benjuda is walking, which yeah. I thought was really strange. He talks, because Benjuda, like, walks out with his hands, like, clasped in front of him. Mm-hmm. And Buck's like, that's, like, kind of weird. That's a weird way to, to walk. Do. Especially for this dude. And then, but then Benjuda immediately smacks Buck down, like, not, like, directly, but by being like, I am doing this to show that I do not have weapons. <laughs> I do not want to be killed by yeah. these guys. A traditional position of deference and conciliation. I, is that? Oh, I don't know, maybe. Not, hey, whatever. Okay. Right, but sure. I, I really just think it's Buck had to do that so that they could talk about it in the story. I mean, I guess they could have said Buck had heard that they walk like this, sometimes, yeah. that folks walk like this sometimes. No, it's just like, this guy's weird. Or he, the they could have just... Had him say it and like not get yeah. bucks of people on it at yeah. all. Like, just like very strange. They argue a little bit with the soldiers because like they shouldn't be allowed in, but then Ben Judah's like, hey man, he's with me. He's with me. I, yeah. I'm orthodox. I'll make sure it's fine. And we, we, we already talked to the witnesses and that will be coming here, so we have to. Yeah, I feel like that this way the, the uh, military guys are like, all right, all right your, your funeral. funeral. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> We're not cleaning up your your smear, but yeah, your the the like ash that you leave behind yeah. when you get blasted. Yeah, and then they went to like part. I I, I had to Google the Wailing Wall to try to get the geography a little bit. better. Yeah, what did you? Because I I keep like meaning to do that and then not doing it. So like, what's the what's the like layout here? I was annoyed because every single picture has the most interesting parts and not the part to the right, which uh, I'm like maybe they went to the right because yeah. I don't know how they would go to the left. Because uh, basically it's the wall, you know, traditional wall, and then to the left is, like, a bigger sort of wall section or something that has, like, uh, buildings in it or something like that. You know, it looks like a, like a gatehouse, so yeah. to speak. I mean, it's not that, I don't think, but it looks more like that. Um, and it had, like, arches and stuff in okay. it. But uh, to the right, I did see some fences, and then probably farther to the right is where they're going, or they go through these little arches and around and back. I got no fucking idea. I just imagine them like kind of like making a little zone by like a shack or something. They it's say like, shack all the time. I'm yeah. like, is this, uh, we've said it before, but like we can't figure it out. Is this like where they keep like the cleaning equipment for the whaling? The wall? Is there some like put <laughs> is this upon where we janitor? Keep the rags for the wall. The janitor's like, motherfucker, goddamn it. Like, I, these guys built a nest outside of my shack. I can't get to my buckets and mops because <laughs> they'll blow me the fuck they'll, up. God damn it. They'll my ass. They legally stole from me, I think. Like, just go ask them. It'll be nice. Uh, so, it is kind of a funny, like, okay, we'll walk a bit closer, pause. It's like when you're, like, approaching, like, a skittish animal outside, like a stray cat, and you're like, "Mm -hmm." Yeah. Like, hey, you know, we want to make sure they know that we don't have guns. How would they know? They don't. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully they don't don't blast us. Uh, And then they scooch forward and the the people, the uh, Eli and Moshe are like, come on, come Come here, baby. Come on, bro. And they, just to clarify, they can still hear them talking in their own native languages because Buck does the thing where he looks at Benjuda like, English? And Benjuda's like, Hebrew. You know it. And then Eli's (laughs) like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. up. I have things to say. Shut up. I gotta uh, gotta do my RP. So, gang, I am wildly (laughs) let down and disappointed by this interaction. It is so fucking weird. 
that this is how they chose to have... I mean, I guess if they want it to be so weird and uh, ethereal, right? Like uh, uh, mystical, maybe. Uh, it Being weird is good. But basically, all they do <laughs> is have... Jesus and Nicodemus RP with Zion. Yeah, yeah, they really just do RP. It's so... All, they it, just quote the Bible at each other. Back and forth. And it's so funny because you can tell that they were just like smug as hell. Like, ha! Got, got them. Like, they're going to really love this part. Yeah. Like, they really thought they had done something in this part. Yeah, but I mean, Ben Judah was like... Oh, you mean like the authors? Yeah, the yeah. authors um, think they have done something. No, this with sucks. This. <laughs> uh, this part sucks, and I think it's ha- it has to suck, unfortunately, because this is ding, 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 ding. It's an altar call, baby. Uh, oh, this yeah. is a section yeah. where uh, you, as the reader, should feel something. Yeah. Are you saved enough to approach these two witnesses? Are you like? The lowly Nicodemus, the tax collector, the one that should know. The lowly wait, Ben Judah. Wait, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. I thought he was a tax collector. No, that's um, Zacchaeus, was the tax collector, I thought. So Nicodemus is not a wee little man. No, that Zacchaeus was a oh, wee little man. that is true. And a wee little man was he. He climbed that's up into bad. a sycamore tree. I was like, why is... he <laughs> wanted to see. <laughs> why is Ben Judah not, not hunt, like, doing a... Be like, you, ta- you, you tax collector bitch. Yeah, pulling a, uh, a, a, a Tim Meadows dwarf. Future Tim here. I, I I know it's Tim Conway. It's Tim Conway, not Tim Meadows. Sorry, sorry, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. I don't think you would ever make Dorf, but if you did, maybe it would be good. Anyways, I'm not here to speculate on Dorf. That's Tim Conway's deal. Thank you. Great reference. Oh, uh, and getting down on his knees. Couldn't, you couldn't make Dorf today. You, you could, could not make Dorf you today. Could, <laughs> that's true. Uh, or climbing up a tree, things of that nature. But this makes a lot more sense. I actually. I kind of forgot, though, that John 3.16 was, like, Me too. from the Nicodemus story. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. It's like, we we take it out of context so much. I mean, that's actually not taken out of context. It's just removed from its context. Should we, like, talk about this a little bit for the, for people who are listening who, like, don't know Bible shit? So or, like, the don't Bible. know New Testament things? So I know you know that it's Stone Cold 3.16, but it comes <laughs> yes, from a little yes, bit yes, called yeah. the Bible. <laughs> Yeah, it's not Austin three sixteen. Oh yeah, thank you. Um, it's uh, th- well, Austin it's John actually. It's actually John three sixteen. <laughs> so this this part, yeah, is a story basically where uh, yeah, this Pharisee comes to like see Jesus at night and like ask him questions because uh, he can't like go during the day. Right. As we as we described last time about the the Pharisee situation. Yeah, and it's actually I think it's interesting because I I think. Like Ben Judah, as he currently is, is like kind of aligned with the Nicodemus yeah, role. Absolutely. Like he's like the modern day Nicodemus. He's the Pharisee way. removed from the context of the Bible, exactly. aka the enemy of Jesus. Right. More like he is the structured religious person. Yes. Uh, so they, yeah, they, Moisha and Eli like take turns. Basically, they just like take turns of Moisha and Eli saying the. Like what Jesus says in the they story. They are doing the classic reading the red parts of the yes, Bible. Yes, they're reading the red parts in the red letter KGV. And uh, Judah is saying the Nicodemus parts. Yeah, and that's very much parts of like... Hey man, to get to heaven, you have to do this crazy thing, and then Ben Judah being like, "That's impossible." What the heck? What are you? What? 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 Um, I I did think it was fun to be reminded here of like the Bible sounds crazy as hell. Like oh, yeah. you like read verses and you like are not in that world anymore because like this part. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What does that mean? And like. 
as former evangelicals, we know how those people interpret it, which is, is it that baptism? you need to be baptized. Okay. <laughs> well, but I think this also argued a little bit, like, oh, it's... Uh, that can't be the translation, right? <laughs> like, because I feel like, at least in my upbringing, you're supposed to be baptized, but if you don't get baptized, that won't keep you from going to Right, heaven. right. Yeah, so maybe this is the literal translation, and that's and we're just arguing about it, and then that's why we go John 3.16, not John 10. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, they ignore all that other shit and get straight to the John 3.16 of it. Because also like, oh, the world. There it is. He gave his only begotten son. Yeah. For whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know. Jennifer's just quoting that. I am, because there, it's in my brain forever. I Everyone cannot. knows John 3.16. I do feel like, yeah, like that's like the Bible verse people mm-hmm. know. I mean, it's it out of all of them, I mean, it's pretty succinct. You know, get the point. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Buck is realizing what's happening, like, oh, and he's shit. like, oh my god, this is so fucking cool. Yeah, he's doing soy face. And he pointing. is doing soy face. <laughs> Pointing, pointing at Eli, Eli Moish. If he <laughs> talks, he gets yelled at. So he's like, wow. I, I mean, Buck doesn't get to be Nicodemus. I mean, that makes a lot more sense. But like, didn't they have a small part? Like, hey guys, I'll just be like a tiny Tim like figure off the side. I feel like he should be the Zacchaeus should be there as Buck, and he's in, yeah, a, here too. He's in a little tree yeah, washing it. He's uh, a. Uh, a baby Christian, so he pulls a whoopsie and starts being like, but I'm, I got my taxes to collect. And like, <laughs> shut up. That's the wrong story. I got my stories to write. Sorry, man. I forgot. And then they have a little, like, back and forth here that made me extremely roll my eyes. And I think that this is from the Bible also. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure if it's just, like, paraphrased or more clearly right, from right. it. But it's, it's the back and forth is, the light has already come into the world. And how did men miss it? Men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds were evil. Like, men, they just love sinning. They love doing it. They're so evil and nasty and terrible. Which is true, unfortunately. I mean, I, I do agree with them there. Unfortunately, yeah, I do feel like history has shown that that, that humanity is nasty and evil. And mm-hmm. they love and they love uh, to do evil deeds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they love darkness rather than light. On the whole, that's true. And I, I, I agree. I mean, I do. I mean, I love to do evil deeds. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so after they wrap up the whole Nicodemus reenactment, Eli, Eli, and actually I realized I need to, like, correct myself. It should technically be pronounced Ellie, I think. Oh, Ellie, yeah? Ellie and Moisha, if we're doing, like, Hebrew pronunciation. Okay. Um, but it's hard for me to do that because I see E-L-I. My brain goes Eli, Eli. baby. Ellie and Moisha, uh, they're like, all right, we're done talking now. No more talking. All right, bye. And they, but which they, like, let them know by transmitting it into their brains. They start doing telepathy at them. <laughs> yeah, Buck's like, which is pretty right. sick. He's like, and we're done. And he's not moving his mouth. He's saying we have, we are finished. We're 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 cool. And Buck's like, but come on, man. I need. I, I have so questions. many questions. He's like, shut up. Shut we're done. Up. We're done. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. It's time to sleep. I gotta go. I gotta go crumple against the wall. Yeah, I gotta go curl in my nest over here that I've made. <laughs> and that's what they do. They go lean against the wall and just like a like, second, and then like flop, flop over. I guess. Uh, I don't think they even flop. No, I think they. Like sit and like lean back in his wall and like immediately fall asleep yeah. like like like, a, like your grandpa and like a, a lazy boy. <laughs> uh, Buck mentions that's like they pray before they sleep, and I'm like the way they're sitting. How do you know when they stop praying and start sleeping? That's their secret. They're uh, always praying. Got <laughs> to got to pray while you sleep. Get some extra prayers in. Time to pray. Uh, so they the, Benjuda and Buck walk away from the scene, and Benjuda's like, 
we must not debase the experience by reducing it to words. Okay? <laughs> As they're both like crying <laughs> near a tree. Yeah, exactly. I feel like this was Ben Judah's way of being like, shut the fuck up, Buck. I don't want to hear whatever you got to say right now. Yeah. I have my own thoughts going yeah, on. I don't need a Gentile's perspective on <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, get your Gentile ass out of here. <laughs> shut your Gentile, sit your Gentile ass down. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Get over there. I'm going to, you have to sit in this car by yourself. I'm going to, he, he leaves. He leaves Buck. He calls his car. Ben Judah calls his car, and Buck gets in, and it just drives away as Ben Judah's like standing in the middle of the night near yeah. a tree near the Wailing Wall. And Buck's like, "Uh, what the heck?" And the driver's like, "I don't speak English." <laughs> like Buck, for once in your fucking life, <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> um, but Buck goes back to his hotel to think about. What a special boy he is, mm-hmm. and how many special mm-hmm. things he's seen from very God. much uh, explicitly. Wow, my life a movie. My life a movie moment <laughs> where we've talked about that before, but now the book is like, all right, it. He's we get it. We get it. He's he, a main character. He's a special in, boy in the tribulation. He is a yeah, main character. The fucking God himself has plucked Buck, Chloe, Rayford, Bruce, Hattie. And seemingly that's it, uh, to be very special, uh, end times doers. So, okay, Bruce. Uh, okay, I'll allow Bruce. I feel like Bruce is gonna do something fucked up, is the only reason why I bring it up. Yeah. I feel like he's, I feel like Bruce is gonna do like a suicide mission. Yeah, he's gonna firebomb, <laughs> like, the temple or something. Yeah, he's like for sure being radicalized. He's gonna do some wild ass stuff. He's be like, if you don't sit down on this plane, we're gonna global community, community, uh, <laughs> Citizen murder you. I will not. I will not. <laughs> throw him out of the plane. It's like, the sh- yeah, midair, because he's just like being slightly annoying, which is like, wow. Totalitarian government much? Throwing the world's most annoying guy out of an airplane? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how anyone dies, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't um, remember. I don't remember anything. But I just feel like he's alluded to like having this weight on his shoulders that he wants to do something. Yeah. Something big. So I could see him doing something wild later on. Yeah. <laughs> In this scene where Buck's like, damn, I've seen so many crazy things, he also immediately has a feeling that he needs to humble himself. And this happens so much. Like, the second that any of the characters are kind of like, damn, seems like I'm kind of special. It's like, but I'm a little worm in front of God. You gotta be, you gotta go worm mode if it's, if you're about to, like, chat with a lord. Yeah. I just, I just think it's interesting that it's kind of like that reminder of, like, don't get too big for your britches. Like, compared to God, you're literally nothing. Yeah. The humbling yourself in the eyes of the Lord is, like, so important. And I think it's really interesting, uh, where it comes from and the consistency of it and things of that nature. But, uh, I don't think there's much. Uh, reason to talk about it because it's, no, it's going to happen. In 4, it, it's more times. just like another like yeah, just it, it happened again. Yep, <laughs> it keeps ding, on happening. Ding, ding. Buck replays the tape, the cassette tape that he recorded. Now, Tim, what happened in your book? I don't know. I, I just he probably just said recording <laughs> because it goes out of its way to be very specific about a thing that happens here because he listens to the tape and then it says. Buck took a pin and punched out the tabs, making it impossible to record over his priceless cassette. My book did not say that. Yeah, that's ni- <laughs> that is nineties as hell. Yeah, so he Buck must have had a digital recorder in mind because he said it he, says he punched in a code so that he would never oh my override God. it. See, that's okay. They, 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 oh yeah, yeah, it's. I knew the second I saw that I got so excited because I'm like, oh my God, I've got to know what they did in yeah, version I, of the book. I <laughs> I, uh, I took a picture of later where they. 
are at the the press conference and said digital video. Oh, I'm like whoa! I definitely didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but in, in oh, what outfit did Buck wear? A wool sport coat? Oh, you know, I don't know if they described it. Hmm. Or, wore, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention then. I, I googled the two W's: Wailing Wall and Wool Sport Coat. <laughs> sport coat. Um, in on this. Cassette tape, MP3, whatever you want to call it. It's an MP3 recorder. Okay. Um, Buck replays it to confirm that they were not speaking in English. They yeah. were speaking in a few languages, uh, including Hebrew, Greek, and mm. Aramaic. Damn. The language of Christ. The language of the Lord that you were talking about last week. Yep. And how weird it was that Zion didn't know Aramaic until a couple years ago. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, back over to Rayford and Chloe now. They're having a little talk. Uh, oh, I, cause at the end of it, like, Buck, while he's, like, blubbering about everything, like, calls Chloe to, like, blubber yeah, more. Yeah, and, like, tells her everything. Yeah, he, he, he recounts everything. That was crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> they spoke literally in my brain. They literally did the Nicodemus story beat for beat. I was, like, there. <laughs> it was like I saw Jesus in Nicodemus. So, like, they just, like, did a, a play in front of me? Like, yeah. It's a little weird, isn't it? Like, um... Shut up! I feel very humbled right now. <laughs> I'm humbled. You're not being humble. So Rafer and Chloe talk, and they're both like, Rafer's like, yeah, I haven't been able to get in touch with Buck about the whole news thing. Chloe's like, yeah, I didn't have a heart to tell him. He was really blubbering a lot. He was crying. Yeah, he was being a little bitch. Um, it, was, it would be too much for his, his <laughs> little brain. So. It's, it's funny how many times uh, in th- th- this chunk, last chunk, whatever, Buck is impossible to get a hold of. He's, well, he's zipping around, he's zipping around. D- doing journalist stuff. That's why it's both weird and a good idea when Ray is like, I gotta, I gotta shake a newspaper at him. That's the only way I'm gonna get him. <laughs> that's true. That, that's the like call. He's like meeting calls, shaking a newspaper at him. Uh, they, so they kind of talk about, you know, what's gonna, what the fuck's gonna happen with this if, yeah. you know, Carpathia's taking over every news outlet. Like, Bud yeah. didn't want to work for him, but now there's not gonna be any other way. Right, cause it's, it's, it's a, uh, his choice is pulled out from underneath him because, yeah. unfortunately, as we said, Carpathia is going to buy everything. So yeah. him staying at Global Weekly won't matter. But isn't this really just a sign from the Lord? Like, you thought you had a choice in this, but actually, you just got to keep yeah, working for him. Yeah, And either now or I think later, uh, even Ray is like, fuck, I guess I need to move to New York because things are mm-hmm, getting kind of mm-hmm. fucking crazy. So I'm I, curious. I, I, don't gotta, know, I don't remember what happens. I remember what happens... But I might be wrong about the city. Maybe they changed it. <laughs> Who knows? What? No. <laughs> that's, that's, that is, that's not what happened because it hasn't happened yet. But um, let's just say we know war is coming. We yeah. know that people are... Oh, they're going to bomb Chicago. Oh, they're going to bomb... Well, they're not going to bomb the bean. Right. I mean, they're going to... As we discussed, it didn't exist yet when this was first written. Yeah. I mean, they bombed several places on the planet and they're setting up the militia so oh, yeah, oh my, Ooh, I'm excited to talk about I'm, that. I'm uh, I don't rem- I just know at some point. Oh, actually, I remember what happens. Um, I, but again, I don't know if it's Chicago, or New York, but basically, they like, I don't know. It, a city gets blown up and they go live in it. That make wait they live they live in the blown up city. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because it's like more hit off the grid. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're gonna. But yeah, this is like years from now. They're going like full militia mode. Uh, in, yeah. In, once they get to that. Yeah, they're like it's Morlock time, baby. Raver makes a little comment here that I, I think uh, gives us a clue into what may eventually happen, <clears throat> which is he's talking about Buck. Knowing him, he'll find a way to get the truth to the masses, either by camouflaging it in Carpathia's own publications 
or by operating some sort of bootleg production that's sold under the counter. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, these two chapters are uh, very good to cover together because there's a lot of, like... Because, congratulations, folks. By the end of next chapter, the tribulation begins yeah, officially. Yeah, like for real. And it, it sounded off with a pretty sick way. But, yeah. most importantly, it, it, they are kind of talk, laying out, not just... Because before we had laying out what the Bible says is going to happen. Yeah. And now we're getting the, the story kind of Babe Ruth pointing... Here's kind of what we're gonna do, and and the vibe, and in fact, even either Buck or Ray say like it should be a comfort knowing that like I'm just on this path, right? And, and I know really, what's happening, yeah, and, and it's not like you can defeat the Antichrist; right. you're just holding up against him, right? And you know, there's several times where like they choose not to make a choice because it's like, well, there's no fucking point. He's the Antichrist, and yada yada yada. But they're setting up. Here's how our tribulation force is going to exist within this global community world because again they they can't they can't avoid it right like yeah. they have to be in it until they can't be in it anymore um which is going to be in a couple of years when right. things get a little unchill right because they have to get the mark of the beast and things of that nature so i forget when the mark of the beast comes in whether it's before or after nikolai literally becomes the devil um <laughs> or, or not <laughs> the but indwelling when he becomes the indwelled um so you know i'm curious to see what, what's going to happen I, my assumption is next book is going to skip a lot of time between the end of this one and the next one and like throughout the next one yeah but I then again we'll see. i don't know so the next morning, Buck sees Steve Plank, and he is all worked up because he's like, oh, Carpathia is, is running me ragged right now. He's got to burn his cell. <laughs> yeah, Carpathia's pissed because I guess they were originally going to sign the treaty, the railing wall, and it's like, which is kind of weird. Nikolai, that's kind of on you, like, man. Why'd you want to do that? Um, so they instead they they moved it to the Knesset, which is the is uh, Israel's like parliament, mm -hmm. like their their you know legislative zone, yeah, like House of Representatives, yeah, style thing. Uh, in this conversation, Steve kind of makes allusions to Carpathia owning all the media, and Buck's like question mark above his head. It's like, really, talking about? it's really really funny because Buck <laughs> thinks that. Plank is saying that, like, well, you'll eventually take the job. Right, But what right. Steve is playing is, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, matter anymore, buddy. It's, He's going to buy your shit. It's a foregone conclusion. It's happening. Because Buck, no one, like, we get confirmation, officially, 
No one has told Buck about the, no one has the, told legis- Buck. <laughs> the, uh, the it being allowed to be bought by by folks. Uh oh. But he finds out now because he gives a quick call to Jim Borland, the religion editor, to check in with him. Mm-hmm. Um, who, Jim Borland, who is like, I don't fucking believe this shit about that blasting with fire, people with fire. And Buck's yeah. like, well, I saw it, bitch. It definitely happened. I was literally there. <laughs> like, all right, whatever. Right, okay, fine. Uh, and Borland's like, oh, uh, yeah, but also, by the way, <laughs> Carpeti's going to own all the news. Right, because it's like, he's getting, kind of getting pissed at, at Borland, and Borland's like, it's not really going against. It's it's not like selling out if you do what your boss says. Oh right, because they're talking about the taking the plane, the Community One mm-hmm. or Global Community One plane over to New Babylon, and Buck's like, "No, I still have morals and integrity." And Borland's like, "Bro, you can't like be you can't be like selling your soul when it's your own boss." And he's right. like, "What are you talking about? Like, like oh. yeah, dummy, it's, he's buying everything." Yeah. So then Buck's like, well, shit, shit. I guess, <laughs> I guess I have no choice. Because <laughs> like, he was ready, like, he was going, he had made the decision that he yeah. was not going to go work. He, Buck smirks himself after talking to Plank, being like, I'm going to turn that shit down. Mm-hmm. You don't even know. You don't even know. Like, no, Buck, you are the one who doesn't Come know. Come on, Buck, you're in the end times. It's fucking stupid. Try to stay ahead of it. Jesus Christ. You were, he was, well, he, he, I assume his brain was just so rattled by seeing the reenactment. The of Nicodemus, Nicodemus roleplay. Yeah, the Nicodemus roleplay got, got him all twisted. Mm-hmm. So he was a little off his game uh, and surprised by this information. <laughs> then I love this part. Heim, they literally say, like, Heim comes, like, scurrying by. And <laughs> I, I can't help but, like, find Heim's character to be, like, really endearing and great. Oh, yeah, he's great. Like, I just, I, I'm sorry. I am a sucker for, like, you know, kind of a, a distracted scientist. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, like you know, his tie is, like, tucked into his pocket. Yeah. And, like, Old he's got, man cr- he's got crumbs around. on him. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just all about science and I'm nice. Yeah. I, 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 I love that. <laughs> and even Heim's like, yeah, man, Carpathia's pissed as hell. He 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 was said he killed those witnesses if he could. <laughs> Oofta. Yeah, Nikolai fucking hates them. Yeah, Nikolai's been on the phone to CNN all morning, insisting that they give the two no more coverage today of all days. CNN has resisted, of course, but when he owns them, they will do what he says. That will be a relief. Oi, oi, oi. Heim Rosenwald is like, you think this? He's like fully shocked that right. Heim would be okay with this. But Heim drops a quick like fake news. The news is so fake. It's yeah. so negative. I hate it. Like no offense to you. No offense to you. But, but you know. The rest of it sucks ass. The global elite. Uh, and, and Heim says, we must pull the world together once and for all. An incredible state run news organization will finally get it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No, Heim. It sounds very similar to the things that your, like, weird uncle will say at Thanksgiving. Like, your uncle that you know owns, like, 500 guns <laughs> and, like, way more ammo. I don't even know who wants state-run media. Like, I don't think even communists really want that. No, I think this is what, like, right-wingers think left-wing mm-hmm. people want when it's like, no, we don't trust any of that shit, bitch. Right. <laughs> and also... How different is the, the lamestream media from right. state-run media when they can just call in little favors to their favorite writers? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, I guess we would prefer state-run media over what we have now. Is better than corporation-run media? Yeah. Which is what it is. Right. Billion, Millionaire-billionaire-run media. If it was like bureaucracy Run media. I don't know. Uh, Chapter sixteen. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's get in there, baby. So it's the day. It's the day of the signing, guys. Mm-hmm. And Rayford's day is planned out. Um, 
<laughs> There's a funny little thing here where he's talking about because remember they're they're doing the signing and they're going to go fly to New Babylon. And Rayford says, By flying west at that time of day, he would go against conventional schedules and wisdom. But for this trip and maybe the rest of Rayford's career, Carpathia was the boss. <laughs> Rayford's like, Well, we usually don't go west at this time of day. <laughs> That's kind of weird, actually. It's like, kind of like not standard. And it's like, who gives a fuck? He I, needs to get to Baghdad. <laughs> this is more airplane talk. Yeah, this is like, airplane talk. I'm sure that the, if there's a pilot out there listening, it's like, oh, it does matter. But <laughs> I'm just saying. The wind. The, re- the Like, the reasons that this is brought up in this book is because yeah. the writer is a dork. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> research these things, because otherwise, this would, like, not occur to anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, Rayford's like, well, I, I guess I'll continue to work for Carpathia until I don't have to, like, Full, unless unless I have to, like, fully live a lie, and then I'll figure that out <laughs> later. The day would come when the Antichrist would no longer be a deceiver. He would show his colors and rule the world with an iron fist. Hell yeah. I'm pretty ready for that That's pretty to cool. happen. It's going to be really sick. That's pretty cool. Uh, now we cut to Buck, who... It, the Secret Service is making a beeline <laughs> to him. Uh, because the president wants to see Buck. Yeah. I love that the Secret Service is like... Buck Williams, I need to see your credentials. Like, bro, I've talked to you guys a million times. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, I need to confirm you're the right guy, okay? I'm the Secret Service for the president. Shut up. It's me, Pudge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That part was good, too. I actually naming the Secret Service guy Pudge. Yeah, I'm like, Pudge, you gotta come back later, man. Come on, Pudge. Come on, Pudge. Uh, and Buck thinks about how he has hit it off with the president. And we get a confirmation here that... <laughs> Quote, he's a younger version of Lyndon Johnson, which I thought was very interesting and funny. Yeah, that's a weird, that's a weird, that's a weird pull. It's like, okay, uh, cause, I mean, obviously they're pulling from a lot of things, but I did like it cause Lyndon Johnson was a, a real wild card, and they do bring up that President Fitzhugh loves to curse. Yeah, I was like, uh, at first my brain was galaxy branding about it. It's like, no, they're just saying he, he swears, right? He like, swears. I don't, like, and he's got a huge hog, he and he'll show dick. it to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. He will whip that thing out and piss in front of any Secret Service agent. Yeah, yeah. Look up how many times Lennon Johnson um, took his dick out around people. <laughs> Wasn't he the one, too, where there was, like, audio of him, like, talking to his, like, tailor and, like, being oh, like, let my, let my pants out more because my balls yeah, are so like, huge and big that the, 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 yeah, the And he says something funny, like, you know, like, gonads or I don't know. He, yeah, no, like, honestly, like, Lennon, <laughs> Lennon Johnson was very funny in many ways. Yeah, he was... He was a bad person because he's a president and because he helped cover up JFK's death. And but, was like a, a racist in many ways, mm-hmm. but also like helped some of the civil rights. He stuff. was a very complicated, complicated, complicated guy. man. <laughs> um, I do think it's pretty sick that he was constantly just pissing in front of people, though. Yeah, and like would use his huge dick to like scare people. <laughs> Wait, did he like put it on their shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he just like take it out to like. Unnerve. Look at this. <laughs> Check this I out. I feel like I heard he did it in front of like other dignitaries. Look at my hog. Look at my big. Look at my big American hog <laughs> that has been sucked by Nancy Reagan, probably. Oh shit! I, I oh shit! I don't. I think maybe I'm twenty Ronald, years off. I fucked your wife. <laughs> when I was eighty years old, I fucked her. That would be very, very funny. So as we established, yeah, uh, President Fitzhugh, he, he's, he's yelling, he's cussing, he's like, everyone leave me alone, not you, like, to his, like, main dudes, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of cute, like, it sets the, yeah. the scene. Of, a classic like, spitfire sort yeah. of rowdy guy, rowdy loud guy, and I think that's a cool way to be a president, so, uh, he's pissed, right? He's pissed he, out. He wants Nick, uh, he wants info on Nikolai from Buck, because 
This is the U.S. president's reaction to Nikolai stealing his airplane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, what the hell, man? Like, what is this fucking problem? Right. Um, oh, sorry. Before something else very important happens <laughs> before this, which is that the Secret Service brings oh, yeah. Buck in, and he has to walk by all the other, like, reporters and journalists, and they're, like, so mad <laughs> it's at Buck so again. Funny. How does he do that? They're like, wow, the rich gets crick richer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, same like, old Buck. The other reporters, like, constant hatred towards Buck yeah. is very funny. And Buck's like, man, I don't even know what the fuck's happening. Stop yelling at me. It's like, you guys, like, don't even fucking know. Like, this is, like, not important. Right. <laughs> that is not, like, the important thing going on here. I do like that Fitzhugh is, like, grilling buck for information on Nikolai. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what's the deal? Yeah, and there is a little bit of, um, what's the one I'm looking for? Like, the lying thing gets kind of brought up um, again uh, in this chapter of like, you know, I can't really lie to him, but like, you wouldn't, I don't know if it's this specific part, but they bring up like, well, you would it's it's okay to lie to an intruder who are trying to hurt your loved ones or something like that. Mm. Or like explicitly says like, if an intruder asks where you're, you're allowed to lie if an intruder asks where your loved ones are. And I'm like, has that ever, I mean, I guess it has happened. I don't know. Weird. So, uh, it, it kind of gets brought up here, but the most important thing is that who cares about all that? He doesn't want Nikolai to hear that he ratted him out. Cause yes. there is this vibe of like, well, he did tell Nikolai, he implied to Nikolai that he would not tell how he acquired all of his money. So when yeah. Fitz, he was like, well, how's he going to pay for all this shit? Uh, um, Buck knows, but it's like, it would be lying. But most importantly, yeah, yeah, it's I would get the, murdered. Yeah, it's less of the lying and more like, oh, then he'll know where, like, that I was a source of yeah. this info getting And out. I think it's like a, it's technically an elegant way to start dashing in that little bit of like, we are doing this weird, uh, black hat sort of like, underground yeah. punk stuff, but we can't lie. Well, technically, are they white hats? They're white hats in this situation. I never know what the difference yeah, is. Yeah, I think black hats are the, the evildoers, and the mm-hmm. white hats are the ones working inside. Mm-hmm. At least uh, according to the way QAnon people talk yeah. <laughs> about things. So, so yeah, uh, Vizio's getting pretty annoyed at Carpathia, which, again, very, very funny. Uh, he brings up, he's like, yeah, in the, in the polls, he, he would freaking beat me for president. <laughs> but he doesn't want that. He wants me to stay in office so he can be my boss. Yeah, and uh, he kind of goes over, at some point, like, how the global community is going to change. And he's like, man, they're going to give him a new title. We're pretty sure all he wants to do is set up his tin kings or whatever uh and then they'd be my boss and uh me and the guy from mexico and canada would report to just the north american guy man pretty sick way to do this yeah (laughs) on carpathia's part like Like, absolutely like i'm not taking away your role as president i'm just making you a peon like way down the line yeah and uh, he mentions the, the militia in America is pissed. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I love Which this makes little sense. Like, Yeah, the militia would not be happy about right. this. Absolutely. And I like that it kind of puts the militia on the side of, like, the tribulation right. force. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, which I, I don't remember. I assume that's going to come up, them coming together. Tim's raising his eyebrows right now in a way that says he knows something. I guess we'll have to see. They have to have a reason to blow up an American city. Am oh, I right? Oh, so. shit. Yeah, because obviously the American militia movement is not happy about disarmament, so they are stockpiling weapons. Uh-oh. <laughs> right now. Yeah, and in this instance, it makes... I mean, I, 
it makes more sense than people that do it now, right? They literally are coming for your guns and not just your guns. Yeah, they're coming for all of them. All of them. Like, you are not allowed to have guns. Yeah, I cannot Im- It's so weird that they're just like, it's just the crazy kooks in the woods that are against this. When it feels it's so... because the, the rest of the sheeple don't care. They love Nikolai Carbathia. So Nikolai is so powerful, he's even able to convince your grandpa to give up his gun collection. I think he's got a point. That man, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> normally want to do this, but I like this this Roman guy. I mean, again, if your grandpa's still around at this time period, he ain't a Christian. So, so, true. so he's 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 obviously his mind is weak to the power of the Antichrist. That's true. That is and true. Only if the remaining militia are destroyed by it. Uh, what is a non evangelical? I don't know what we're Christian supposed to read. Militia. Right I I got questions. I about think that. these are just. Pull level lever. We need plot points. Yeah, we need. Yeah. We need. We need. These are the guys stuff. that are stockpiling just for the the love of the game. Yes, they've they've, they've got their buckets yes. full of of you know rations like dehydrated potato flakes. I don't fucking. They're know. doing drills in the Space woods. Food. I mean, again, yeah, it is. It's important to distinct distinguish. These are not Christians that are doing it. These Maybe are, some of them are now though. Maybe, but they're, they're, like their goal, as stated, is not the same as what Bruce and the Tribulation Force is. Because, like, it's just really funny because if this actually happened, like, if the rapture really happened, I gotta assume it would take, like, 98% of militia people. You know what I mean? Like, because those people are Christians. Like, militia people and Christians are well, very th- overlapped. I think they're... I mean, in our world. I know, but I think that gets down to the... Are, it's making several assumptions, and one is that the Bible's real. Two, that the, to me the most biggest is I don't think a lot of Christians are Christians based off the Bible. Well, that's true. So, I mean, that's just an opinion because it, everything's made up and doesn't matter. But I feel but like... I don't think a lot of the militia would be taken because they're very bad people. Yeah, but in this world... But we're saying in our world. Yeah. So we're, but we're, they, we're but now, still we're Christian, now, though. We're now in a third world of, of the, uh, Bible both being r- real, in, but it's our world in the rapture has happened. Right. I think if we use our logic, then the, they wouldn't be taken. But based off this, they obviously weren't taken because they're here. Right. That's my opinion. But I'm just saying that those militia people are definitely Christian. A lot of them are. They, yeah, and you can be like, they're not true Christians. Like, well, they believe in Jesus and they read the Bible. So what do you want me to say? They do. <laughs> that is true. They think themselves as Christians. They think of themselves as Christians. That's like, what, that's what I'm saying. I don't think a lot of Christians would be raptured given If we're talking about context. who was actually a good person, then no, they wouldn't be. Yeah, versus like. But in this world with their logic of what a Christian is. The Lord knows your heart, militia guys. Yeah. Okay. Like, just, the Westboro Baptist Church people would not get raptured. They might in this world. So I think we have to, we have four different worlds going. We have Left Behind, <laughs> yeah. we have ours where everything is fake, and we have two separate ones. That's true. And I do agree that your distinction is important because we agree that Christians are bad. Right. So therefore, <laughs> right, exactly. it, do, it does make sense to have a, a fourth world yeah. where the militia... Pat Roberts, you know, yeah. um, all, all these evil fuckers. Alex Jones. Alex Jones, who are like, quote unquote, Christians. Yeah. Get taken. I agree with, okay, on that point, I do agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, but if, I'm if, saying 
I'm arguing for a, a, a world that's kind of a little bit of our own, but mm. the Bible's real, is they would not be taken. Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. But it's all fake. It's all fake. That's why I think this is why it's like we're 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 setting up so many hypotheticals <laughs> that it's like not even like tied to reality anymore. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I'm saying is like they don't follow the Bible, right? Yeah. Therefore, yeah. In my world, they don't get raptured. Thank you. Boom. Take <laughs> Only Catholics. Yeah. And Mennonites. Um. So yeah, as we discussed, like U.S. intelligence is currently reporting, like in addition to the whole issue with the militias getting riled up, <laughs> that yeah, the plan is for these ten, like you know, uh, representatives of the Security Council of the UN slash, excuse me, global community. Thank you. Um, are gonna like be kings <laughs> in this world over yeah. like huge chunks. Because I land. think that uh, Fitzhugh just says kings. As, like, a, a brazen throwaway line. Yes. But it's supposed to, you know, dog whistle you as yes, hell. Yes, absolutely. And it says, Nikolai Carpathia was going to swallow up the President of the United States and everyone else in his path. Damn. He was really doing Sick. it. Sick. There's nothing you can do, man. It's it's scary because, you know, obviously Fitzhugh wants to stop him. He's trying to figure out the best way to deal with this plane shit. He's like, man, I should just point him out that he's a fucking liar. Um, Nick, uh, uh, Buck yeah. is like, I, boy, do I know it, but he doesn't say it because again, he's very scared for good reason. Yeah. And like, uh, uh, Fitzhugh's little toady is like, well, we can't say no, it'd look bad. So yeah. we have to let him steal a plane. Which part of my brain was like, I don't know, but I'll... Yeah, that feels... Doesn't make sense to me. I, like, well, yeah. we can't say it because he intimated that he, like, tried to refuse it. But you could just be like, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. That was so, a lie. <laughs> and I think this is a mistake because later in the chapter, Nikolai, like a goddamn king, makes it even better yeah. later. So I feel like here it should have been a situation of his, like, uh, his, his cabinet being like, okay... We agree you should say something, but we need to hedge our bets. He's the most popular guy on the planet. If he weirdly ran for president, you know, this Romanian guy, he would win. Right. They would change the rules. Yeah, who is not a citizen of the United States. (laughs) Right. Uh, They would change the rules for him. So it makes sense that they would say it, but I think the thing that Nikolai does at the signing needs to get a little bit more hype. I think it would have been – like it's not that big of a deal, but I think it should have been like – Oh, wow. Fitzhugh was about to go nuclear on this dude, but Nikolai sweeps him and yeah. with a sick-ass move. And yeah. I think Nikolai deserves his flowers. I th- he I does. Care. I assume what happened was that he, like, bit Fitzhugh's net and turned him into um, his thrall. Right, right. So they get to the end. Yeah, Buck and Fitzhugh have been talking, and then it's like, hey, uh, Fitzhugh, you got to meet with Carpathia's people before the signing. Because the signing is, like, about to happen. Yeah. Like, right now. And they're like, well, I'm, I don't want to be seen by Carpathia, Mr. President. Like, he'll shoot me in the back of the head and throw me off the boat. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, all right, fine. Pudge, get over here. And Stand Pudge, in front of him. <laughs> Pudge is the very strong, svelte, um, uh, secret service agent. And Buck is whisked away. And they even meet in a different room so that, so that Buck doesn't accidentally see Carpathia. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, that's weird, Mr. Isn't that Carpathia doesn't see Buck? I mean, more importantly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now we cut over to Rayford, and he is seated with the American dignitaries because it's time. The signing is happening now. Uh, he knows that this is a celebration of <laughs> an unholy alliance, and he thinks about how he misses Bruce. Gay. I also thought, 
It was gay. <laughs> it's gay. It was. It was Is very it, gay. <laughs> missing your friend? That's gay. That's gay. Uh, <laughs> it, it would be really, really rad if Bruce and Ray in this book that came out in 1997 or whatever were homosexuals. They were just like sloppy making out. Yeah, and they're like, like, no, we can't. The Lord says we're, no. No, we're pushing pushing boundaries. The Lord accepts all. Wow, that would be a very different. Tim LaHaye, <laughs> I'm woke. I'm, I'm gay. <laughs> woke Tim LaHaye. That's what I'm woke all about. Tim I'm going to start that uh, Twitter account. Woke Tim LaHaye. <laughs> Parentheses parody. <laughs> He's also dead, so I, who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, Raver thinks about all the cool prophecy stuff that Bruce has taught him while he's waiting for this sign to come out. Yeah. And here we get a little more detail on the whole uh, 144,000, which I think has come up before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they clarify, which number one, they do the thing that I love, where they start to sprinkle in the names of the future books. Let's go. <laughs> well, because they, they said that they would reap an incredible harvest, perhaps a billion souls. Yeah, they would reap a harvest of a, souls, a by the soul way. Harvest. A soul harvest? You could say it's a soul harvest. Huh. Or I a, like the, the sound of that, a right soul now, harvest. Right now, Nikolai's just a dude, but he'll be indwelling. <laughs> Nikolai and both in dwelling are both all in caps. I mean, that is one thing you do got to give it to these books is that the names of the books are pretty sick as they Apollyon. keep Apollyon! Yeah, that's not as sick as how... Tribulation Force, not as good. Not as... Left Behind, also not as good, but the later No, 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 ones, I disagree, I disagree. I think they are good in different contexts. Left Behind is a perfect name for the first book. Tribulation Force... Uh, I think at the time was a good name, but it doesn't really fit. It it's, feels a little too... It, it, it's just hard to go up against things such as Soul Harvest and Apollyon. Yeah. No, I, the, I agree. And dwelling the Mark Assassins? Like, those are sick names. Those I think they get, they get a little too hard. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can never go too hard. The Assassins? Come on, man. Who are they? <laughs> uh, but they also, in this part, bring up specifically... Because, again, remember, these 144,000 converts are... Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have exactly 12,000 Jewish people from each of the original 12 tribes. Yeah. And they will come from all over the world. And it will be a, quote-unquote, restoration of the dispersion of Jews throughout history. Again, like Christians, they're fucking obsessed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Evangelical Christians are obsessed with the Jewish people. It is. A little concerning, given how much they don't like them, how much they like them. Well, they want them to, like, come... They want to repent, like we said before. They're a tool. Yeah. They're a tool. Yeah. Because they, like, well, we know we need them here to make the, you know, the machinations of the end times happen. Yeah, it's always very... And we want to convert them to Christianity. It's always very infantilizing, right? Like, they don't like them for them, it's just all this other weird stuff, and... Uh, it is, it, it's a cosmic gumbo of, <laughs> of complicated and bad, problematic, bad thing, problematic, very things. problematic, cosmic and gumbo. Semitic, I would say yeah. actually, yeah. um, <laughs> for sure. So they start to introduce everyone on stage and both Rayford and Buck kind of laugh <laughs> because when they introduce Buck, it's just like, he's the Midwest correspondent, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's just like. Clap like fuck Luke is this warm, bitch? clapping like okay, like why is this guy here? Why is Buck on the on the dais? Which is a good question. Because he's a main character and he, is, he keeps getting put in these situations. He is our special boy. That is true. Um, <laughs> I also really like when Carpathia was finally announced. Rafer clarifies that he he did stand up, but he only pretended to clap. 
I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Like, this is my rebellion. Yeah. I'm going to pretend to clap and not make a sound. And he's like, it is really weird, the fact that I'm here at one of the most evil things happening. Yeah. And what are you going to do? But I also weirdly, like, at the same time, while this is, like, obviously a real dork thing to do, I could see myself weirdly doing that if I was in a situation. Not the Antichrist, but, like, some, if I was, like, in a situation listening to someone right. speak who I thought sucked, right. I would also just pretend to clap. You didn't want to be clap. singled out. Yeah. yeah, I would also pretend to clap and not clap Because if it was the Antichrist, we'd be clapping loud as hell. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I'd be hooting and Get hollering. their asses! I would learn to do that whistle thing with the two <laughs> yeah. fingers, like, really I would have loud. to learn how to do it. Yeah, I would learn to do it, and I'd be yeah. like, woo! Yeah, both Buck and Ray are like, man, this fucking feels weird. We're on camera, shit. <laughs> right, we gotta kind of act, right? We're gonna be in, like, the textbook t- for a in couple years. Right, yeah. until they're all destroyed. Until they're all destroyed. Uh, meanwhile, Haim is all excited about this signing, and Buck's like, oh, man, I kind of, like, don't, I don't have the heart to, like, rain on his parade, because right. I still think he's a good guy, even though he's fully hoodwinked right. by the Antichrist. Right, and this is the part where it's like, all right, I'll let Haim have a couple more few nice moments. years. Yeah, exactly. Or, or months or something, and then I'll spring this Jesus shit on him, hopefully. Then a really weird thing happens. That I'm yeah. another one of those. Why is this? Wow. Ha- why did they include this in the this book? This is the cookie too. I this think. is the cookie part too. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Remember back when they were talking about Buck being on the stage for the signing and uh, the boss, which I. Stanton Bailey. I always forget to say. Stayfield. Stanton Bailey is like, well, you better put a Global Weekly patch on you. So Buck is up on the stage and he's like, oh shit, I gotta put my patch on. And it's like a Velcro patch? And he like has like a wardrobe malfunction while trying to like get it on him? I had to read it three times. I didn't understand what was happening fully. To get the It looked like he got, ta- he got like tangled. He got yeah. tangled in his jacket. The first part I understood, but then it was like he spun around and he looked like a contortionist. So basically, he takes the patch out. It hooks up on the uh, uh, pocket flap of his jacket. He pulls it up, so his jacket gets pulled up. <laughs> he rips off the Velcro badge from the jacket, but the jacket has now lifted up past um, his shirt, so it's stuck there. So then he has to push it down. Why? Why? Why was? Why was? I think this? he's. I think he's going to get fired. For being a fool for and being a looking fool. a fool on yes, the stage. Yes, I think. Like, you, you've brought your, uh, you know, your shame on yeah. the Global Weekly for the last time, Out Williams. of context, this is so fucking strange. But then you just, like, you know, lean God, back, like, God, all right, yeah. God did this. Something's gonna happen. God did this. God wanted Buck to look a fool on yes, stage. God, the power of Velcro, which I do believe, by the way, um, uh, made him have a, a quick whoopsie. Because they specifically pointed out how he looked, he must have looked like an idiot. Um, on stage in front of all the cameras. <laughs> and this after the cookie? Yeah, so Stan... But Buck is... He's not a serious man. Yeah, I feel like this is here 110% so that Stan fires him. I don't know this because I can't remember like, anything. Buck, you look so goddamn stupid I can't have you working for this paper. I would rather you eat a goddamn cookie on stage. <laughs> you know Stan Bailey would just be like... <laughs> I'm always hungry, but I never have a, a sport jo- jacket choke up. Yeah, no, that Idiot. was pretty embarrassing for Buck. Now, if nothing comes of this, I gotta give two thumbs up. <laughs> like, that's just flavor, baby. You just gave us some free flavor? <laughs> that's just flavor, just cause. yeah. Thank you for that. So, Carpathia starts to give, you know, the speech before they do the signing, and then he, and he does a real fun thing where he, like, surprise pushes the mic onto President Fitzhugh. Yeah. Uh, in such a way, like, he's all, like... 
Oh, oh, the people want to hear from him. Like, he's, right. like, controlling the crowd right. subconsciously. I don't know. Uh, Nikolai always does his, like, I'm so bashful. Oh, I, I can't believe you're clapping for little old me. Yeah. Um, thing. And so the, the sound boisterous. But yeah, yeah. this is what I was talking about before of, like, he handles the Fitzhugh situation perfectly by giving him the microphone at this historic event basically trapping Fitzhugh. Yeah. Where Fitzhugh... what's he gonna say? <laughs> yeah, Fitzhugh can't say, this is a great day, but um, you fucking stole my plane. <laughs> just for plane. the record, yeah, Carpathia stole my plane, like, it's fine, I'm over it now, but <laughs> you know, I just wanted everyone to know so that. So, he both trapped him perfectly in a way that, like, Fitzhugh has to say nice things, and, because Carpathia's really, really egging him on, and you can tell that for a second, Fitzhugh doesn't know what to say, yeah. and things like that. And then Carpathia full on like grabs his hand and like lifts it up as though yeah. uh, he's like a a, 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 a sport, man. sport man, right? He he just won the uh, the TNT title match, <laughs> um, but it is also uh, told to us a little bit later uh, at the that Buck feels the Antichrist powers go off. Yeah, it's like, he feels wow, the wave wow, wow, of wow, wow, wow. evil energy, the Antichrist no jutsu all over him. <laughs> that might be our episode title <laughs> right there. Oh man. Yeah, in 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 fact, uh Buck thinks to himself, as soon as Fitzhugh began to speak, Buck knew Carpathia was at work. For the Gerald Fitzhugh speaking to the enthusiastic throng was anything but the frustrated president Buck had met with just minutes before. Buck felt the clear presence of evil, and nausea nearly overtook him. Yeah. And Fitzhugh is 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 super nice to Carpathia, and he goes as far as, like, <laughs> uh, 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 hiding the microphone away from Carpathia, and Carpathia's like, stop saying these nice things. Like, no, 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 you gave me the microphone. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a spitfire, so I'm gonna keep saying nice things about you. Uh, I think you should have a new title. Thank you, bye. I think Carpathia is as good as my dick is big. Hell yeah, and he would <laughs> stick out, and I was like, <gasps> wow! <laughs> and, like, it wasn't as big, but Carpathia did magic and made his dick bigger. It, and it, and everyone likes it. Yeah, it's like, it was like, wow, that's so surprisingly veiny like, and it made have, buck like even sicker yeah and a little hmm. he's like he could make a dick look that suckable damn wow. <laughs> that's the power of the anti that's the power <laughs> but you know they get through it and then uh it, it enters boring sign time rayford's watching from the crowd and he's like oh buck looks bad <laughs> buck's gonna throw <laughs> he up he does not look like he feels good he's like he's leaning on the edge of the chair he looks like he's gonna pass out his knees wanna it's the power of the antichrist yeah and yet another bad facial shot buck that yep. you're gonna have on screen yeah and... he is making a fool of the global weekly right like do you really think that Staten bailey is gonna believe that there's a velcro incident <laughs> and you felt Evil energy waves. Come and, on, man. And that's why he threw up on stage. That's why he threw up on stage. <laughs> and like even earlier, um, the other Global Weekly guy who I'm not going to scroll up to get his name. Uh, Jim Borland. Borland was like, hey, man, if you want to write fiction, when uh, Buck mentions meeting the, the witnesses and things like that. So everyone's already being like not trusting Buck because Buck is seeing literal magic yeah he's kook adjacent now yeah, so it's not he's linked with the kooks and it's yeah i think you're totally right i i and again like you said if it doesn't like end up 
that being an excuse for them to fire him, then I don't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> this Which is why I really, really hope that the, that the wardrobe malfunction is never brought up again. I, do, I also, I both hope it but they is also, and they, isn't. Because they're both, like, they're very, very weird writers, but they're not subtle. But no. But again... Their lack of subtlety doesn't mean they wouldn't say this because again they're very weird. They're really so weird. they will just throw in some really strange stuff. I almost call it like window dressing. Like I don't even know what it is. No, it's fl- flavor. It's, it's just like you know. it's it's like cruft maybe is a term. I don't know. Sure. Buck is watching as the treaty's finally signed. <laughs> a covenant had been struck. God's chosen people who planned to rebuild the temple and reinstitute the system of sacrifices until the coming of their Messiah, has signed a deal with the devil. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. You're really just uh, saying it like it is. That is what happened. And I gotta say, don't love them connecting um, Israel to signing a deal with the devil. I don't like that connection. I don't... Because I feel like already, again, like... the anti-Semitism through time, they love to connect Jewish people to the devil in yeah. general. Yeah. I mean, they don't have QAnon back then, so you can just see, like, hey, man, it's fine. But this has been a thing. Like, yeah. the, the blood libel, all this stuff. Yeah. Like, again, it's just, like, this, like, undercurrent of anti-Semitism, like, right. in the way they talk like, about well, things. this time they literally did they sign did, a deal like, with the like, devil. Like, listen, it's not us saying it. They literally signed a deal with the devil. You can't yell at us. And then we cut to the witnesses. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Tim, can you read this le- this end of the chapter I here? I would love to. At the famed wall, the two witnesses wailed the truth. Thus begins the last terrible week of the Lord. The seven-year seven week, year week had begun. begun. The tribulation. <laughs> I got chills, baby. I got chills. Those they fucking screamed it. All of Jerusalem, all of them heard those motherfuckers wailing. Let's go. Damn. Damn. Guys, the tribulation. It started. Pull the tribulation lever. All right. The tribulation clock. The tribulation (laughs) starts now, everybody. Who gives a fuck how long ago the uh Galdern um disappearances were? Tribulation begins now. We have seven years of bad luck, if you ask me. The clock starts ticking in the background. Yeah, this is, uh, the rest of the books are like the hit show 24. It's yeah. just going to be, Countdown. uh, uh, you know, one to one time scale of what's happening. So it's going to take seven years of actual straight reading to finish it. Wow. Wow. It's going to be great. <sighs> yeah, guys, we, we have three chapters left. Whoa. In this book. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? We're almost done. We're almost done. I I'm, I can't imagine what's going to happen next. I can't remember. This feels I, like the end, even though it's like kind of lackluster. But like they say, it's them signing the treaty that we knew was happening. But still, they like boom it out with the witnesses screaming about it. There's got to be something else crazy that happens. They can't yeah. have three. Like with three chapters left, that's not all denouement. There's yeah. got to be something else crazy. That yeah, happens. like Buck gets fired. They move to New York. Yeah, like to the extent that I'm like, man, I want to read some more. I want to <laughs> know go. what happens. I mean, yeah, we have to start. Now that your your bid is not as big of a deal, Jennifer, we got to capture this time. Yeah, while you can. it's true. Before and, the next one starts. You know, we might be going to a wrestling show tomorrow. You know, we're yeah. watching wrestling tonight. Listen, we're very focused on wrestling right now. And our defense, Dan. <laughs> the dad is wrestling tomorrow yeah. and Ray Phoenix. Yeah, Ray Phoenix is going to be in town. So, so uh, I do want to see that in like a hotel ballroom. I want to see some people because I think that's what it is, isn't it? I, so remember we went 
this is not important, Guys. but uh, we remember that art walk on Cherokee Street? Oh, I do remember. Oh, it was there. It's in one of those. Okay, that's even probably. better. Yeah. Oh, we got to go to that. Anyway, yeah, but if we don't, if for some reason we don't end up doing that, then I probably will <laughs> dig back into Left Behind tomorrow because uh, I'm like, I got to know what happens yeah, next. Yeah, and I love the idea of like dear internet listeners being like, oh, that's why. Okay. That's yeah. why they missed a week or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We should probably figure that out. Because we didn't decide to go to the wrestling show. We decided to decide tonight. Right. So I think we're going to go. I think we're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to go. Well, Maybe we should text Nick and Mike right now. Probably should. Probably should. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Yes, thank you. It means so much that you're here with us. You know, uh, follow us on the line at Tribfars Pod. Uh, you can email us at tribulationfarce at gmail.com. A lot of doozies uh, this week in in the the reading. So if there's anything that comes to mind. We love to hear your little tapes. Yeah, please, please send us your thoughts, your inputs, your outputs, things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited to see all of the reactions, baby. We also have, of course, the Discord, which you can get to by going to Patreon.com/slash/ContentHole, where folks are discussing the books as well. There, also other religious things and trauma backstories, yada yada yada. Can I just point out that um, some uh, uh, one of our Jewish listeners wrote in and said that any rabbi in the Orthodox setting knows Aramaic. So, yes, confirmed. Like, that makes zero sense. Yeah. They would definitely know Aramaic. I just feel I feel validated. The Talmud or Gemara, Gemara yeah. is in Aramaic. It's interesting. Yeah, they would definitely know Aramaic. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you for uh, the folks who, like, write to us, like, confirming or giving us additional info on these things. Because, again, like, yeah, I am... Not like we are not Jewish. Like I have Jewish friends and know, uh, you know, Hebrew Bible stuff, studied Hebrew. But I love to get other people's input on yeah, it. Like, and, and they're not as religiously Jewish. Like they did birthright and stuff. So it's always mm-hmm, interesting to have mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. people who you know did uh, did both. Yeah, exactly. Have a more religious uh, Jewish experience because uh, evangelicals are obsessed with you folks. <laughs> Sorry about uh, it. Sorry. I think to the detriment, uh, unfortunately. Extremely. But, <laughs> extremely. Uh, check us out uh, online. I'm at Tim Lanning. Jennifer's at Jennifer Cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love the post. Let's just say our little jokes. I don't and, really post that much yeah, anymore. Yeah, me either. I've been like saying happy Friday and stuff I retweet like that. things. Yeah, I retweet um, things. I'm a good retweeter. Yeah, I retweet a lot. I, I posted on blue sky yesterday that i was watching the babadook hell yeah <laughs> i took a picture of my magic card organization nice nice we love that stuff all right yeah. like a thief in the night we are gone Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.